Listen to the Tommy Schnurmacher Show live weekdays 9 to noon on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. How to relax, how to meditate, how to be mindful. We're going to get to all of that in the next 25 minutes. Our mindfulness panel with me in studio. I have Dr. Joe Flanders, who's the director of the Mindspace Clinic, and also, also Pascal Auclair, who's a meditation teacher and a teacher of Buddhist philosophy. Let's talk about this uh, mindfulness conference. It's a mindfulness and healthcare conference tomorrow at UCAM, and it's sold out. Uh, Dr. Flanders, what's the conference all about? The conference is all about um, bringing uh, people that practice and teach meditation and mindfulness together. So it's uh, become quite popular around here in the last few years, and there's a lot of different people doing different activities. And we put together a nonprofit organization called Mindfulness Montreal to get it, give everyone a chance to get together, uh, learn what each other's doing, learn from some experts, and uh, have a little networking uh, event at the end. Uh, Pascal, mindfulness itself, for those who might not know, what exactly is it? Yeah, mindfulness itself is um, a present time awareness. So one is aware of like maybe their body. Like right now we're sitting, people might be listening to us. They could become suddenly aware of their the fact that they're uh, sitting. And it's a particular kind of attention. It's, like, it's a little bit like an extra attention that we give to what's happening here now so body awareness is one of the aspects but also like what's the quality of the mind right now like right now uh me and you were looking at each other so i would become really aware of this like wow we're in connection we're talking you know right now you'd be observing what is happening but am i correct to say you would not be judging it exactly so that's is that an important part it's very important because often when we're attentive to something it's because we want to get something or we want to get rid of something and what's kind of uh, radical we could almost say about this practice is that we actually don't want to get rid of anything or want to uh, improve on anything we curious about what's happening now about what is do you practice it all the time I not all the time. <laughs> I get caught in my head a lot, like people do. You know, like, like get caught in thoughts about past, future, and right. all kinds of considerations. And uh, then being I upset remember about the past or worried about the future, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. E- even you, as a, as a after twenty years and, uh, of, of Buddhist philosophy and meditation teacher, right? You still wor- worry. A human being. Right. Okay. <laughs> now let's talk, uh, Doctor Flanders, about some of the uh, benefits of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, it's been really interesting the last, let's say, 20 or 30 years. Uh, an incredible number of uh, papers have come out about the, the health benefits of uh, practicing mindfulness. Um, it's been uh, shown to be helpful in reducing stress and anxiety. Um, it can help prevent mood disorders. Um, it's very effective in uh, reducing chronic pain. Um, there's some really interesting stuff showing that it's actually changing the structure and function of different parts of the brain. Um, Let's talk about the chronic pain part. Yeah, how how yeah. does it work in reducing chronic pain? Yeah, so interesting. So, What would somebody who had chronic pain, what would they be doing? What kind of exercises? Well, it's exactly as Pascal described. So it's learning to uh, pay attention to uncomfortable sensations in the body without getting lost in a narrative about it, in our judgments or our worries about it. And it turns out that pain is... Uh, to a large extent, a psychological phenomenon. So there are difficult or painful sensations in the body, but 
how we relate to it, how we think about it, how we experience it can go a long way in determining if it turns into suffering or if it's just discomfort. And so we help people manage chronic pain. So what would they be saying to each other? What would they, to, to, to each other? I mean, to themselves, what sure. would it be? Well, I guess maybe before uh, some mindfulness training, there might be a tendency to really worry about it. So, oh, is it getting worse? And how am I going to live with this? And what's going to happen in 10 years? My life right. is going to be ruined versus really training in the capacity to just be with it and maybe not have such a uh, elaborate narrative about it, just really tune into bare sensation. So and just, as, just be ahead. aware yeah. that it's happening. Correct, yeah. W without saying, this is good, I'm happy, I'm sad, without just being aware that it's happening. Correct, yeah. All right, now we have some skeptics with a, with a question. This <laughs> text wants to know, in, in the 70s, we used to call this navel-gazing. Uh, <laughs> what, would, what would your response be to that? Uh, my response would be, and that's what I love about this practice is by paying attention to this system here, when I do this in mindfulness of this body and this mind, I'm actually, it's, it is personal. There's something about me happening. But what I'm finding is much more about human beings, like the experience of feeling something that I don't want to feel is something that is very universal. Many people are stuck with something they don't want to be with. So in paying attention to this, it opens my heart, we could say, or my mind to human experience. So for me, it's a study of human nature in um, per, per, uh, first, person to, first person study, you know? Now, is there any pushback? Do doctors want mindfulness? Do they feel it's an intrusion on their work? Are doctors coming around to mindfulness? Well, there's certainly... Um many physicians who are skeptical, uh, people who are waiting for more uh, evidence to accumulate before they really adopt it wholeheartedly. But what we are overwhelmed with, like at Mindspace, and I think Pascal as well, is, you know, doctors are uh, under a lot of stress, and healthcare workers in general, under a lot of stress, they work extremely hard. They're constantly exposed to suffering. Um, the healthcare system around here is, uh, creates very challenging conditions. And so giving uh, physicians and other healthcare workers an opportunity to like have some, some tools or some capacity to check in with the present moment, um, check in with their body, breathe uh, in a deliberate way. Um, it's incredibly powerful, even in short bursts, uh, a powerful way to sort of reset and, and restore. If you have any questions on mindfulness and meditation, now you can give us a call. My guest is meditation teacher and teacher of Buddhist philosophy, Pascal Eau Claire, and Dr. Joe Flanders, director of the Mind Space Clinic here in Montreal. What are some mindfulness techniques that people can use uh, at home? So maybe just sitting in a rocking chair with a cup of tea or coffee, yeah. and maybe just for a few seconds, closing the eyes, and noticing the experience of sitting there, you know? So the sound in the room, you know, there might be none or there might be something happening. And so it's a kind of intimacy with the uh, what's happening just now. And also there are many people who are listening to you and they'd say they would do that. And then they'd start worrying about, am I doing it right? Did I, yeah. Am I doing it the way he's told me to do it? Then what would they do? They just notice that they're worrying? Yeah, and then drop it. Like So the, the emphasis is not so much on thoughts. It's interesting. In our society, we value thoughts a lot. 
And so when we sit to practice, right. suddenly the value is on experience rather than thought. So when thoughts come, we can acknowledge that there's a thought about this, but I really care about the sensations in my right. hands right now, for example. Right. So you don't agree with it or disagree with it? No, no, you don't. I've so heard somebody say that when a thought comes to mind, I'm not doing this well, that you should imagine that it's in some kind of balloon or a cloud and just push it away. Yeah, that would Does be that one work? technique. But another what a, one... Yeah. What's another one? Another one is just to notice that thought is happening in the same way that a sound might happen, appear and disappear. A thought will do the same thing. It's the same kind of phenomena in a way. It's an ephemeral phenomena and it can be noticed. So we, can you do it while watching a movie? That's harder because in movies we want to get in the story. You know, right. we want to. We don't want to be aware that there's a screen with colors <laughs> passing by. You know, and that's the difference with uh, in mindfulness. We we're not uh, entranced by thoughts. You know, we're not caught in stories. Like when I think of the past, often I find myself in the past. You know, I'm caught in it. And here I'm aware of it. I'm aware that there's thinking happening. It's a very different relationship to thought. Very liberating, actually. There's a conference uh, coming up, a meditation, mindfulness meditation, mindfulness and healthcare conference tomorrow at UCAM. It is sold out. My guests are Dr. Joe Flanders, director of the Mindspace Clinic here in Montreal. Also with us in studio, Pascal Auclair, meditation teacher and teacher of Buddhist philosophy. With me in studio, Pascal Auclair. He's a meditation teacher, teacher of Buddhist philosophy, and Dr. Joe Flanders, director of the Mindspace Clinic here in Montreal. Uh, interesting questions coming in. This one from a doctor who says, I use mindfulness myself to manage my own stress level. Uh, does your guest have any suggestions or recommended reading for studies he's referring to using mindfulness so I can recommend it to patients in an evidence-based ma manner? Hmm. Now, he wants to recommend it to his patients, but they won't trust it. So how can he prove sure. it to them? Um, I guess I would, I always go to the classic uh, in this area, which is John Kabat-Zinn. He's really one of the people most responsible for bringing these practices into sort of the mainstream healthcare system. So one of his classics is called um, Wherever You Go, There You Are. That's a great book. Uh, something that's a little bit lighter and more entertaining is a book uh, called 10% Happier by an ABC News anchor who stumbled into the practice of meditation after, after having a panic attack on live television. Right. I, I spoke to I interviewed that guy. Yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. Um, this listener wants to know, does mindfulness delay Alzheimer's? Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know any specific data on that. I know that it has protective, it can have protective uh, value on age-related decline in the frontal lobes. Um, so that we know, and that may be related to Alzheimer's. This is intriguing. Can you be a skeptic and still practice mindfulness? Hmm. I'm going to let Pascal feel that one. <laughs> I, th I think so. One has to want to actually try it. But actually, skepticism is really good. In the, To me, right. it's related to curiosity. It's like, hold on, what is this guy saying? Is that true? Let me try it. Try it, right. Yeah? And so one can see for themselves. In this practice, it's actually very important to have critical thinking. You know, we don't want believ believers. We want people who actually, let me try this technique, and I'll have a question for you or not, you know? Mary wants to know if we can heal our bodies with meditation. Hmm. Well, I think that the at this point, the evidence is uh, unequivocal that, that it's it, it has a powerful healing effect if you practice. Um, there's some really cool studies. Uh, one comes to mind. Um, there was a study on a skin condition that's typically treated with light therapy. And I think it's called psoriasis. And... Um, 
the, the study had a group, uh, one group of people going through this treatment that was just a light therapy, and the other group had the light therapy plus training in mindfulness meditation. And the size of the lesions, uh, of the skin lesions, decreased by 25% more among the group that actually had the mindfulness training. Is mindfulness, has it gone from being a spiritual practice to something that's very commercial? Hmm. I mean, it is getting somewhat commercial, but I like that it's not just for spiritual means, you know. So now you find this in education, in the prison system, in the military, in uh, in in healthcare, like we're talking about. It's uh, in it's in the corporate world. So yeah, there's a commercialization of it. I think it might be happening, but there's also a democratization of it that I really like. This uh, texter saying, try Sivananda Yoga on St. Lawrence and Fairmont for excellent meditation classes. Somebody wants to know, is meditation necessarily a religious practice? doesn't have to be at all, I think. I, I'm not very religious, even as I teach Buddhist philosophy. I, I, I care about wisdom. I care about living better. I care about less trouble inside of me and creating less trouble around me also. And uh, define what you mean by less trouble. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, stress inside of me. Uh, like, I don't want to be always, like, captured, kidnapped by my thoughts, you know, my obsessions and my anticipations and my worry and my rehashing. I want to have freedom to be where I am, you know, so... And, so, and how do you do that? Just bring yourself back into the present, no matter what you're thinking? Yeah, that's a training of, of, of being there, being there. And sometimes when I'm there, it's actually pleasant. So I learn to be with pleasant experience fully, instead of like, oh my God, where's my camera? Oh my God, if that person... <laughs> you know, to actually let me feel this. This is great. We're having a good time. I want to actually be there with you. And when it's difficult, instead of saying, oh my God, if it continues and then I can't... Let me be here. It's difficult to be here. To me, the being present, it opens the door to joy. It opens the door to compassion. So if I'm really here in trouble, I can actually be care caring. It's also a deeper reading of what's happening. I'm sure this is going to happen later today to, to many people. They're sitting on the subway, and they have, they're going five or six stops, and they're sitting, and they're worried and thinking ahead that they've got to do this, or this happened, and so on. So... What should they be doing instead? Talk to this person who's sitting on the subway. Yeah, and they can actually listen to me if they want. There's an app that, that I'm part of. And, and you have like a hundred of these little, they can hear and be right. coached in the subway. It's a but, truly outstanding app, by the way. It's called Will. I use it myself. And what's it's it called? really good. W Will, W-H-I-L. Yeah. W-H-L? W-H-I-L. W-H-I-L, yes. Yeah. yeah, and you can be like guided for five minutes. 10 minutes, whatever the time you have. But what you would be doing in the subway, which I like to practice, is just, it could be just sitting there aware of the vibration. The body's vibrating, you know, moving, stopping, train. Or just l looking around and noticing that human beings around are, are human beings. They're sensitive beings. They have stories. And just actually noticing that beings are around us, not just obstacle or, you know, we see often people as obstacles to a seat or now, something. Do you, go, do you go from one to another, one feeling to another? another or you stick with one like you stick with the vibrations or you stick with looking around the, yeah you the there's car. a there's a way you can actually let what comes to mind what what shows itself to be known so it could be vibration for a few seconds and then it'll be the sound so you can go through the five senses you know you mentioned this app whil somebody wants to know, do products like muse help you to meditate yeah. they sell them at best buy do they work <laughs> that's a really interesting question um so what is that muse product? is a headband Okay, 
So, and it uses EEG technology. That's something that's traditionally been used for medicine to do brain scans and neuroscience studies, brain imaging. And they've now created commercial grade EEG sensors that they pack into like a headband. And it just looks like a set of headphones or something that you just put over your forehead. And uh, you put it on and you meditate and you can actually watch the level of brain activity diminish as you oh. sit. Now, um, this is, you know, EEG is a highly complex technology and there's, it's very controversial because we, we don't really know if it's actually measuring what it uh, claims to measure. Uh -huh. But if it does, it's pretty awesome. This text is saying the hardest thing to do is to still the mind, but when you succeed, it's unbelievable. Is that what you're doing, stilling the mind? There's a, a level of stillness that happens. It's, um, but it, so it's not so much like that you have to let go of the thinking, is that you replace it by something else. You replace the thinking, the interest in thinking, by the interest in feeling, experiencing life. So it's, it, this is what's happening. And it is awesome because there's a feeling of connection. So you don't have to think of like, I have to go in another country to actually be there. Mm -hmm. You know, to, I have to go to somewhere new so I can have a fresh look. I can actually walk on my street that I've been walking on for 15 years and just be particularly attentive. How is St. Lawrence Street today? How is the main street today? Oh, it's noisy or it's quiet or it's humid. Oh, and there's a, a feeling. It's very rich. People describe uh, this. Just the awareness of it. Yeah. My guests are Dr. Joe Flanders, director of the Mindspace Clinic here in Montreal, Pascal Eau Claire. He's a meditation teacher and teacher of Buddhist philosophy, both uh, going to be at the Mindfulness and Healthcare Conference, the sold-out conference taking place tomorrow at UCAM. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800, CJAD.com.